1: You're listening to Fresh FM. My name's Matt, and I'm joined for the first time in a few weeks uh, in the studio by Chris Watson from the Nelson Film Society. Kia ora, Chris. Kia ora, Matt. It's uh, good to see you back here. Well, what I can see of you, we're both wearing masks, so, of course, it's all about the eyes nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, and they're
0: not easy when the glasses steam up. (laughs) I know, I've got that problem right at the moment.
1: Uh, So, the big question, of course, is... How will the Nelson Film Society cope with the new Level 2 Delta rules?
0: Yeah, with some difficulty, I'm afraid. We've usually got close to 150 people at our screenings in the Souter Theatre. So being limited to just 50 people is going to mean that a lot of people won't be able to secure a seat. This week, the ticketing system run for us by the state cinemas won't work for the Souter either. But there will be plenty of room in the theatre for uh, people who do choose to see a seat well clear of others. Um, fifty people in a hundred and fifty seat auditorium should mean there's plenty of room to space yourselves. And, of course, you've got to wear a mask for the entire film. Sure.
1: Fortunately,
0: choose the evening's film, which is about the famous film star from the 40s, um, Heidi Lamar, she's called. It's readily available for free through an easily accessed film streaming service. And so this means that those who wouldn't wish to attend during this kind of lockdown and those who miss out getting one of the few seats available will still be able to see this excellent movie.
1: Okay, so how exactly do you get to see it at home?
0: Well, one thing that will be necessary is that you are a member of one of the local libraries. All three of them, Moriwaka, Richmond, Nelson, they all offer a streaming service through a provider known as Canopy. K-A-N-O-P-Y. And if people type in to Canopy.com on their browser, uh, they should be able to get there. And then it's easy to set up their details and search for the film, which is Bombshell, the Heidi Lamar story. And they'll be taken to the film. It's really that simple. Yep. The only tricky bit is that you might need to remember a password that you gave (laughs) the library when you joined. And that might be years ago. It was for me. Uh, But it's no problem. If you've got any difficulties remembering it or if you can't quite manage the enrolment system, the libraries have got people ready to help. Um, Ah. Just phone them up and say you're trying to connect to Canopy cool
1: alright that's a bit of a relief then so what is the film
0: about well Bombshell is about a beautiful film star born in Hungary who settled in Hollywood and she was celebrated for her looks rather than her brains Okay.
1: and wasn't she uh, actually notorious for swimming nude in an early German movie yeah
0: yes it was a film by the erotic title Ecstasy (laughs) Uh, she was only 17 at the time and She was living with a family in Hungary and not yet married. Um, Her dad was a bank manager and he quite prosperous. And then when she did marry, it was to a wealthy munitions dealer. This is before the Second World War. And he wasn't too pleased about the notoriety that she'd earned with that movie. Um, Friedrich Mandel was his name. And he did all that he could to buy up every copy of the movie he could get his hands on. (laughs) But it didn't work. Um, Even before digital story, like we have today, um, you could still copy by photographic means. That was commonplace. And so pirated copies of Ecstasy have always circulated around the world okay
1: so what about the brains what did she do to earn uh, the phrase you know that accolade
0: <laughs> or subriquet uh-huh. <laughs> it's a recent um thing that has been noticed i think uh, but firstly um Lamarr lamar invented a technology that could track torpedoes fired by a submarine It's a strange thing.
1: What? Yeah, it was
0: extensively used uh, during the Second World War and then again during the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, although I don't think anyone actually fired a torpedo in that one. Right. She patented the system, uh, but the American Navy (laughs) ignored the requirement to pay her a royalty and she didn't make any money from it. In fact, they didn't even acknowledge the debt to her until after she died. Wow.
1: Uh, So was that her only contribution to technology? Well, no. Ah. As it
0: happens, the system for guiding torpedoes had been developed, uh, actually with the help of her pianist and composer, uh, George Antile, I think his name was. And together they devised a way for the radio transmitters that guided the torpedoes and the receivers on the guided missiles simultaneously jumped between radio wave frequencies, and this made it impossible for the enemy to locate them and block their signals before they could strike. That particular invention became known as frequency hopping and led to a technology then called spread spectrum. (laughs) The interesting thing about these technical terms is that it led to, in the modern world, as a basis of the applications like Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and GPS. All of this stemmed from Heidi Lamar's early thoughts.
1: Wow. So so where did she study to get the uh, technical skills for this?
0: Well, she didn't have any formal technical, technical education. Um, her father, the bank manager in Hungary... He had always taken care to explain the technology behind machines, such as cars and printing presses, Mm -hmm. and furthermore, um, her marriage with Mandel, while it lasted, (laughs) she often travelled with him to meetings with experts working on military technologies before the Second World War, uh, in Germany of course to a large extent. Of course, her husband didn't go out of his way to help her with her interest in applied science. He was very controlling, and he valued her primarily for her beauty, just as Hollywood ended up doing.
1: Oh, my God, that must have annoyed her.
0: Oh, it sure did. (laughs) She didn't actually stay with Mandel for long. Um, She was Jewish, and it was becoming obvious that her future in Europe was compromised. So she fled to the USA via Great Britain where she had a chance meeting with the American film director, Louis B. Meyer, who happened to be visiting London. Right. And she persuaded him, it wasn't the other way around, to right. sign a, for a $500 a week contract, even though she could hardly speak English.
1: Wow, $500, that kind of sounds weird. How did she get on <laughs> well, It was uh, quite Hollywood. a lot of money yeah. in those days.
0: She was very successful. Um, Meyer actually introduced her to Walter Wagner, Who's quite a famous um, Hollywood director, and he cast her in a film called Algiers. Uh-huh. Now, I think there's a lot of publicity around this, but the um, audience reaction on first seeing her in close up was said to have been amazing. Huh. The publicity says that they just gasped. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she went on to work with um, important people Clark Gable in Boomtown. Her, English was becoming serviceable by now. Sure. Uh, She was with Judy Garland in Ziegfeld Girl. And her biggest hit was as Delilah in Cecil B. DeMille's Ah. Samson and Delilah in 1949. Right. I remember as a kid scraping in to see that. It was uh, R-16 and I wasn't that. (laughs) But I I was very
1: impressed. Yeah,
0: very impressed.
1: Delilah's gorgeous. (laughs) Oh, well done. So... uh, was Heidi pleased with her success being based on her looks? No, not
0: really. Um, in later life and in the interviews behind Alexandra Dean's documentary, uh, he's the guy who made the film we're talking uh, she, sorry, yeah. is the woman behind the film yeah. we're talking about, uh, Bombshell, the Heidi Lamar story. Right. Um, she said that she wished it had been otherwise but glamour was the way to make a living in the film industry of the time, yeah. and she had to go with it. And she added she was often bored with acting, and that during filming she would spent her time coming up with inventions. She even discussed with Howard Hughes ways of designing a wing shape for his giant plane that was based on the shapes of the fastest swimming fish and flying birds, and he took her up on it.
1: Wow. So uh, did she ever leave film to work in uh, technical endeavours? Yes, in later life, uh, she left her film director
0: husband, adopted a couple of boys, um, picked up work focusing on cancer research. Um, At this stage, she actually worked with a team that came up with the design for the intravenous drip, which is used after surgery even today. Wow. And she was something of an activist. She worked for various United Nations organisations. And in the late 40s and 50s, she did her best to support actors and writers who had been blacklisted for their suspected left-wing ideology. You may remember that Hollywood in those days uh, had a yeah, they were very very hostile.
1: Yeah. Wow! So is this uh, this film by Alexandra Dean? Is it this that's revised her legacy? Yes, to a considerable extent.
0: Although there's also a book um, which was actually written about another Hollywood star largely ignored by the critical establishment, who was also an accomplished film director herself. That one's called The Lives of Justine Johnson. It was written by um, Kathleen Vestuto and came out earlier this year. It did a lot to revitalize interest in Hayley Lamar, as her life was also detailed in this book in fact there's a review by donna fleming in the listener uh, i think it's april the 24th right. <laughs> and i've quoted from that quite a bit today
1: okay so do you think uh, your audience will see bombshell as a feminist movie well it depends a wee bit about what you mean by feminist <laughs> um
0: <laughs> is it a movie directed by a woman about a woman who was misjudged unfairly for years mm, it's certainly that But Alexandra Dean has not scripted a polemic. She acknowledges that everything that happened was in the context of the history of the time. I really enjoyed it. And I'm sure that any of your listeners who are library members and can link to Canopy will enjoy it too.
1: Okay, Chris, well, thank you for joining us to preview a strange session of the Nelson Film Society (laughs) preview. Uh, Good to have you back, but yeah, Level 2 Delta, obviously affecting things quite significantly.
0: Look, we'll be checking carefully to see how many people might have to be turned away. Um, With a view to screening two sessions for each of the three weeks that are left of this year's Film Society season, Uh, it may well be that a cinema holding 50 people will account for all who'd wish to come. But if we count a reasonable number having to be turned away this week, uh, we will do our best to screen clockers. And The Murderer Lives at Number 21 and our final film of the year, uh, Roman Holiday, uh, twice, probably one at six and one around eight. Um, It just depends. If If we don't have more than 50 wanting to get in, uh, that's how it'll run for the rest of the session, uh, unless we go back to level one. Okay,
1: so we will catch you again next week uh, to preview clockers, yeah?
0: Yes. All right. And then Eleanor for uh, the second of the two classic French films. That was um, The Murderer Lives at Number 21. Of course, we missed the first one. sure sure
1: okay well thank you very very much for joining us again today chris uh you know the strange new norm that we're in at the moment but um yeah of course plenty of ways that you uh, can hopefully catch this uh, movie bombshell the uh, haiti Lamar story this is fresh fm